As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the 49ers Insider Podcast on NBCSportsBayArea.com. Introducing your host, San Francisco 49ers Insider, Matt Mayoko. With two games remaining in the season, the 49ers do not have the typical feel of a team that is 4-10 and and locked into last place in the NFC West. Long eliminated from playoff contention after losing their first nine games under first-year coach Kyle Shanahan, the 49ers, however, are playing meaningful football with an optimistic view of the future. Things around Santa Clara changed dramatically on October 31st when Jimmy Garoppolo arrived at team headquarters with six suitcases packed with clothes and personal belongings. On this edition of the 49ers Insider Podcast, we look at what else he brought with him from New England. Garoppolo threw for 381 yards on Sunday and drove the 49ers into field goal range for Robbie Gold's game-winning kick in the team's 25-23 victory over the Tennessee Titans. He became the first 49ers quarterback to throw for 300-plus yards in back-to-back games since Jeff Garcia in 2000. We'll talk to Garcia a little bit later about the importance of locking up Garoppolo to a long-term contract in the offseason. But first, we go to New England where Garoppolo spent three and a half seasons learning from the best. I called up my colleague Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston, who has watched Garoppolo closely since he went to the Patriots as a second-round draft pick in 2014. Hey, buddy. Hey, Tom. How's everything? I'm good. So um, you talked a lot to Jimmy Garoppolo while he was there with the Patriots. You observed him a lot. How did he go about preparing for this opportunity to become a starter and the face of a franchise? I think what Jimmy benefited from with New England was that he went to a place that had such established continuity. So he had people that he could observe who he knew were successful in the way they did things. And they were people who were good because they embraced the monotony of doing things over and over and over again. Those really minor details about drops, about fitness, about footwork about film work about reading defenses and really he came in as a sponge and he also understood that while tom brady was not psyched to see him come in because it was absolutely you know the ghost of christmas future for him jimmy did an excellent job of giving brady the space i think brady wanted demanded and needed but still learning from him and and i do remember one really cool anecdote that struck me about Garoppolo, who, as I got to know him, became much more comfortable with the media and friendly with the media and engaging. Um, came into the locker room one day. I was kind of just hanging around near his locker. 
And I just said, hey, what are you doing? He goes, oh, I just finished watching film. I said, what are you watching? He goes, Aaron Rodgers. I said, Aaron Rodgers? Because yeah, I just, you know, I just like watching him. I like watching how he plays the position. I like trying to learn from him. I said, do you do that a lot? He said, yeah, I, I spend a lot of time watching different quarterbacks. And I said, what is it that you like about Rodgers? And he said, there's just everything that he can do. And as we watch him, Jimmy, in his early days here with San Francisco, I think the ability to throw from different platforms, unique arm angles, unique leg positions as opposed to shoulder positions, you see some Rodgers in there. And the last observation I'll make relative to Rodgers is that Brady considers Rodgers to maybe be the most evolved quarterback he's ever seen. So there was this Aaron Rodgers devotion society between those two quarterbacks. And now as we're watching Jimmy play, I wonder if we're not seeing some of that outgrowth. You know, there's the the physical stuff, the the playing, you know, getting out there and, and leading a team on the field. But, you know, what's what's really struck a lot of people here is – how he's shown a, an innate ability to lead off the field, mm-hmm. meeting rooms, whatever the case may be, before practices. I, I know he didn't want to obviously step on Tom Brady's toes, but could you see that that leadership ability there with the Patriots as well? Yes, and I think that a lot of his leadership ability that he exhibits now grows from the fact that he was with such a successful franchise. So he knows, even though he wasn't playing, this is the way it's supposed to look. This is the way a quarterback is supposed to be on Monday at 10 a.m., on Tuesday at 5 p.m., on Wednesday at 7 a.m. These are the things I'm supposed to do. And while I might be around players who have been in the league longer than me, or coaches, I have a Ph.D. I'm Doogie Hauser. <laughs> and, and I think that that allowed him probably and has allowed him to come in with the level of confidence you need to be a leader because you can't fake it. And he's not a fake in any way. Um, people liked him here very much. It was interesting at the Super Bowl last year. Um, we kind of expected, and Jimmy did too, that he might be dealt. Um, so at the Super Bowl, it wasn't Tom Brady who took out all the linemen to dinner on one night. It was Jimmy Garoppolo when they were at the Super Bowl down in Houston. They had a big feed bag you know, whatever, 50 pounds of meat that they all ate. And it was Jimmy who took those linemen out because he figured he was done there. Um, But that's that kind of relationship. Tom, thank you very much for the insight. All right, bud. Take care. Bye. Kyle Shanahan spent a lot of time evaluating Garoppolo as a player. He got favorable reports from New England about Garoppolo's intangibles, but it wasn't until he was around him on a daily basis that he began to grasp the impact he can have on others. Did you know that you were getting this kind of leader when you acquired him in that trade? Uh, You don't know. I mean, you get told that. You know, I spoke to a lot of their coaches and things, and they spoke extremely high of him. So, um, you know, that gives you confidence and hope that it's going to come in and be like that. But you never know for sure. And that's what Jimmy's been very impressive with. Just like you said, I think it's pretty obvious to see the throwing ability. Um, But the way the guy carries himself day in and day out in the building, uh, I think that's a strength. And 
um, advantage he took of being able to watch someone like Tom and how he carried himself really day in and day out. Truly, the quarterback usually is the CEO of the building, and you you got to act a certain way, and you got to be positive. People look to you a lot, and I think he's done a very good job with that, and we've been very impressed in that manner. Well, why do you think he, he has been able to step in and, I mean, players after the game in Houston were already talking about him as being the leader of the team or one of the top leaders of the team. What is it about his character, his personality that has enabled him to, to step into that kind of role? Uh, I think it's because he's, he's himself. You know, it's, it's very hard to step into a role and try and be a leader. Um, when, you, when, you do, when you try to do anything like that, it comes off very unnatural, and players can sense that more than anyone. I don't think Jimmy goes in there and tries to do anything special. Um, I think he's pretty consistent in how he talks to people on the field and off the field. You know, he's a pretty laid-back guy um, who gets along with everybody, um, very positive and upbeat. Um, but he's also not afraid to tell you the truth, too. Um, and when you're like that, people, um, when people will tell you the truth, they'll listen to you because they know you've got your best interests, your intentions are good, and if he tells a guy that he needs to do something a little bit different or do something better, uh, they're going to listen because he's also going to tell them when they're good also. Garoppolo, speaking after Sunday's victory over the Titans, made it sound as if he did not set out to become a leader. He just wanted to act naturally around his new teammates from the moment he arrived. Jimmy, what's your leadership style, and, and how did you go about coming in the middle of the season and trying to win the respect of your teammates? Um, I don't know. I've never really sat back and tried to figure out my leadership style. I think it just uh, kind of comes naturally. I try to go out there and uh, you know help the guys around me be as, as good as they can be and put them in a good situation to win, and I think that's uh, ultimately what makes a good quarterback. Fullback Kyle Juszczyk said he has been amazed at how quickly Garoppolo commanded the locker room. Yeah, it, it really has been incredible. Uh, he stepped in day one and just kind of, I don't know, in his own way, commanded respect. And uh, I think, you know, we all saw the way that he was preparing himself, the way he went, went about his business. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been a phenomenal leader. Uh, he's definitely already the leader of our offense and keeps everyone dialed in. Um, on the sideline and in the huddle and just done a really good job is it because you guys are 3-0 is it because of the the numbers he's put up is it because of the way he conducts himself what what is it that gives him credibility I, I think a big part of it is just the way he conducts himself we, and we know he's coming from a successful program so you know he's seen how things are done the right way and I mean the first day of practice just looking at the guy's uh, footwork and the way the ball came out of his hand, it just jumped off the page for you. Like, you could see his talent right away. And uh, then carry it over to games where he's, he's just making plays. It's hard not to respect him. Here's center Daniel Kilgore. I think it just speaks to volumes of uh, who he is as a person, honestly, first and foremost, and, and knowing that he's a professional. He came from New England. He's been a part of Super Bowl teams. He's a... Uh, backed up one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. And so I would uh, say it was uh, not an easy transition for him, but it was something that, you know, he was going to work and he wasn't going to have, have it any other way and uh, not be successful. So I think uh, what he's done is stepping in in the middle of the season has been great. On Sunday, the defense gave up a late lead but minimized the damage. DeForest Buckner made a big stop on third down to force the Titans to settle for a long field goal and allowing Jimmy Garoppolo and the offense enough time for a final word. Here's Buckner. Honestly, your actions speak more louder than your words. And, uh, you know, just watching him play, the way he plays and uh, approaches the game, 
you know, everybody respects him for it. You know, he came in, it doesn't matter how long he, he's been here, he's, he's already a leader. You know, um, he goes in, he approaches every day uh, like it's his last, you know, um, and, and he gets his job done. And, uh, I mean, it, it's great for the defense, you know, we can sit on the side and just watch the show. Making his first start at Levi Stadium, Garoppolo showed some late-game heroics after the Titans took a one-point lead with 67 seconds remaining. The 49ers took over at their own 25-yard line, needing 38 yards to get Robbie Gold into position for the game-winning kick. Before that, Kilgore said Garoppolo was getting his teammates prepared on the sideline for their final chance. You know, on sideline, just keeping guys locked in. Uh, telling guys to stay locked in and, you know, we're huddled up there on the uh, sideline during kickoff return and we work two minutes every day. Wednesday and Thursdays are our, our work days and we work it every day. And um, Thursday being the end of the game situation and uh, so that came up today. And uh, since we do work it every day, I think it was pretty easy for us to go out there, give Jimmy time, uh, let him put the ball where he needs to and let the backs make their plays and it showed off today. The 49ers drive started modestly but effectively with a seven-yard pass to slot receiver Trent Taylor. Get the momentum going for everybody and kind of get that confidence going, like, yeah, we're going to go finish this drive. When you look to your quarterback, do you, I mean, does he show confidence? Does he show calmness? Yeah, he always, he's, that's what's great about Jimmy. He's always confident and uh, at the same time calm and at the same time locked in and intense. You know, he's kind of the perfect balance of that. So. It's great to have a leader like him. He's just uh, just a natural, natural leader, and uh, he's going to be a great leader for us uh, for the years to come, for sure. Uh, he's just an intense guy. He, he loves the game, and uh, anybody can get behind a guy who's um, always intense, passionate, and uh, loves to go to work every single day, so it's easy to have, um, follow a guy like him. Another rookie, tight end George Kittle, got free over the middle for a gain of 24 yards. I don't know. I was just open. I just kind of looked. And I was like, "Hey, well, this is cool." Uh, it was really fun. Uh, you know, I know. I uh, just I knew I was wide open, so I just turned a little bit early. Jimmy's had thrown it already, so I just you know I had to catch it, and I knew that well, I think we had to get to the 37 for Robbie, so I just caught it, put my head down, and held on the ball. After a 14-yard completion of Marquise Goodwin, the 49ers were in field goal range with 17 seconds remaining. Here's rookie receiver Kendrick Bourne. Um, it was just two minutes, you know what I'm saying, two minutes ready. We was out there saying it like, you know, we got to go. We got to be, you know what I'm saying, sharp. We got to make stuff happen right now. Ain't no other, other time it's going to happen. And the way that drive went, man, was just amazing. Like, it was like four plays, and we was in field goal range. So just to have that feeling, man, knowing you got a chance, you know what I'm saying, beat this playoff caliber team, and to prove what we're trying to prove, it's just amazing how it happened. In the three games with Garoppolo as the starting quarterback, the 49ers passing game has undergone a remarkable transformation. Marquise Goodwin has been a constant, but others have had their times to step up, including Garrett Selleck, Taylor, Kittle, and Bourne. Here's Kyle Juszczyk. You know, I've been talking about it the last couple weeks. Uh, Jimmy, he just gives you a chance to make a play. Um, he does a great job of extending the play if he needs to, puts the ball in the right spot, and he just gives you a chance to go out there and do what you do. And he's done, I mean, you've seen it. Like you just mentioned, all those different people that have made big plays in the last three weeks. Uh, I, th I think it's a little bit of a trickle-down effect from the way Jimmy's been playing. Robbie Gold, a 13-year NFL veteran, made sure that the effort of the offense was not wasted. He drilled a 45-yard field goal as time expired for the victory.
Carl, you've been in this league a long time. Have you seen anything like the way Jimmy Garoppolo has come in and not only played so well, but he appears to be a really strong leader on this team too? Yeah, I mean, listen, the guy comes from a great place in New England. I started there. I know the kind of pedigree that he has. Uh, from day one, he came in here and tried to acclimate himself to the offense and devote as much time to learning it to be able to get out there and play. And, you know, the kid's a great, great player. I mean, the throws that he's making and the things that he's doing, commanding the huddle, um, and the type of leader he's becoming in our locker room is, is pretty special to watch. Garoppolo's presence, his play, his personality have become contagious. George Kittle summarized what the new quarterback has meant to the entire organization. Uh, you know, with a guy like Jimmy, man, I think he um, asserted himself as a leader, like really within the first week that he was here. That's just the type of guy he is. Um, and, you know, he's a guy that you want to follow. Like, you, he puts himself up there. You know, I was lucky, you know, I had CJ in college, and he was a leader there. But, um, you know, hearing from other guys in the locker room, they've said that, you know, they've been around quarterbacks, that, you know, they don't take that assertive leadership role, you know. Jimmy's the one that he breaks us down before we go on the field every single day, and he's one of the most fired-up guys. It's just like Joe Staley. So it's really awesome to see that. And, uh you no, know, it's 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 easy to follow him, and uh, you want to play well for him, and that, that's what um, you know. That's what football's all about. Does that get you even more fired up for next year? Oh yeah, I mean, I'm fired up talking about it right now. So let's just play again. Now I'm joined by Jeff Garcia, uh, as I am every week on the 49ers Insider Podcast, and. And Jeff, first off, it's got to be kind of fun uh, to see a quarterback throw for 300 yards in back-to-back games like Jimmy Garoppolo, and your name comes up as the last 49er player who's done that. That's that's mind-boggling that the last time it's been done from the 49ers was in 2000. It is. It is crazy to think, especially with the way the game has developed and uh, and the passing game and what these teams are capable of doing through the air uh, the fact that there's only been uh, while well, there hasn't been any back-to-back 300 yard games since i left um, or since i played there with the 49ers is amazing but uh jimmy's gonna looks like he's gonna have multiple back-to-back 300 plus yard games if he continues this way with this team so you come up to levi's stadium you're in on uh, faithful mile for the pregame show you're on the field uh, after the game, uh, you you probably get a pretty good sense of of the excitement uh, with the fan base. What what was kind of the vibe out there yesterday? Was it different um, as Jimmy Garoppolo made his first start at Levi Stadium? Yeah, I think you could definitely feel the energy. You could feel the uh, the change in excitement, just the upbeat mentality of the fans they were excited they were it's like they had something to look forward to you know I I think they they weren't going into the stadium hoping that this team could play decently or hoping that this team wouldn't shoot themselves in the foot Uh, they went into the game with optimism with with the feeling that hey we could see something great today like this is going to be a great game I mean we have a guy who can lead us now and it's not taking away anything from the previous two that played the position this season, but this guy obviously is different, and uh, and he's showcasing that ability on the field. I mean, he's very 
impressive in how he plays from within the pocket. His accuracy is um, is right on point. I mean, you talk about hitting that window, that that 12-inch by 12-inch window that you have to hit on a receiver to keep that receiver in stride, to give him a chance to make yards after the catch. This guy does it time and time again. Um, his vision down the field, what he sees, I'm very impressed with. And uh, so how he's led this team uh, has been really in a dramatic fashion to turn really the season around the way that he has um, in these last three weeks. And with, hey, four wins in five weeks, this team's looking um, at a second half of the season that is actually uh, very impressive for them to take into the offseason and build on. Yeah, and one of the things that, that Garoppolo has done is, I mean, he's spread the ball around. A, a lot of different receivers are getting their hands on the ball. And uh, there's a question on Twitter from Anvil84, Alvin Jankowski, and he asked this question. With how good the receivers are playing and how well they know the system going into next year, is the importance of finding a number one wide receiver starting to fall behind some other priorities? What do you think about that, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, that is a good question because the receivers are playing extremely well. Everybody's getting involved. He's usually hitting eight to nine different targets a game in the last three weeks. Uh, you've seen guys like uh, Selleck who's stepped up and has made some big-time plays. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, you can't say enough about that guy, how he is really changed his direction as to uh, his just his consistency on the field, how he's catching the football, how he's become more of a threat on the slant routes and the intermediate routes, not just down the field as a deep threat. Um, but I still think that you need to find that big physical number one guy. And, and I'm not saying that's your number one pick. I think when you look at the draft, you look at what, what there's depth at is there more depth at the offensive guard position going into the draft or is there more depth at the wide receiver position because i think those are two necessary needs but the offensive line is where it all starts with and if you can't run the football like they haven't been able to do so it's tough for this team to get past the line of scrimmage that puts a lot of pressure on your quarterback it also puts a lot of pressure on your pass protection picking up different schemes and blitzes, and now they faced a different type of challenge. And you saw some guys running free at times, some linebackers coming in unblocked, and those were hits on the quarterback. Um, those are things that need to obviously improve upon, but that's what they're going to face. If they can't run the football, they're not going to face that eight-man box. They're not going to face um, teams that are just trying to stop the run. They're going to face teams that are going to scheme to blitz, to pressure, to stunt and do all the things necessary to create confusion at the line of scrimmage and in the defensive backfield for that offense to be successful. And so those are things that I feel like are number one priority. I think with the way the receivers have definitely stepped up, uh, it's a good group there. Um, and and it's, some, it's something to work with. I think they can add some strength still there, but the offensive line is where we need to focus on first. When you look at two of these three victories uh, since Garoppolo took over as a starter, they consisted of do-or-die drives at the end. Uh, the game against uh, Chicago, uh, they, they drove down for the winning points. Uh, this game, they drove down for the winning points. Just what does it say about the intangibles of a quarterback 
who's able to do that. Yes, to be able to handle the two-minute drive, and he expressed it yesterday in the post-game interview, going over the plays on the sideline with the coach as to what they're going to call and, and, and to make sure that he's on the same page, running that two-minute no huddle. Uh, but it says a lot for his uh, his just cool, calm, and collectiveness, how he handles pressure, how he handles that situation. Um, he made some some great throws and and nearly won it with a with a with a go route to Marquise in the corner of the end zone that he just barely overthrew. But I love the shot at that point in the game, taking a shot and and seeing if you can win it with a touchdown. But what he's been able to do in those two games, um, leading the team down, being efficient, time management, all those type of things, while still learning a system. I mean, we have to remember that this guy is only two months into being with this team and still learning the program. And so what he's been able to do in those two months, especially these last three weeks, obviously, has been, again, it's been impressive. And I, I don't think you can say more. I don't think, you know, the only thing that people are going to say and we're going to talk about is, is red zone scoring. How can we get more touchdowns? How can we not rely on Robbie Gold so much? Um, but that'll come. I mean, red zone is a very difficult thing to – to, to overcome as far as production. And it's just a matter of time before these guys get on the same page and start making those plays. And I think one of the things, and I've said this yesterday that, that I struggle with when your run game is not gaining yardage. And I hate to say that you got to just completely go away with it, go away from it, but you get into that red zone and your run game hasn't worked. It's like wasting a down. I'd rather take three strikes through the air somehow in high efficient, passing hey little screens and they did throw a nice little screen to taylor that got some great yards but unfortunately get called for a pass interference which i think is a questionable call but you know those are the type of things that are going to spring them positive yardage the run game just has been one thing that's been extremely lacking with this team and they're going to need that uh, coming up against jacksonville on oh, sunday without a doubt i mean jacksonville has uh, you know, they don't get a whole lot of attention because it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, but they have built themselves a monster of a defensive unit. So what what does Jimmy have to do? What did the what does the supporting cast have to do on Sunday to, to stay in that game? Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. This is a defense that unlike no other that the uh, 49ers have faced and it's going to be a battle. And when you don't have that running game and you become one-dimensional, that gets even more scary because this is an extremely good defensive line that gets after the quarterback. They have a great defensive backfield. These guys are shut down corners. They're aggressive. They're physical. They're ball hawks. It's going to pose a challenge for this offensive unit. And now you can't get away from the run completely. You're going to have to try to pound it up in there, but you're going to have to be selective as to how you do it. You're really going to have to offset the defensive pressure with some screens, some quick screens outside, some things that are going to force them to hey, change direction and, 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 and use energy. Um, that being said, the main thing for Jimmy, get the ball out of your hands. Don't hold on to it. Don't take the unnecessary hits. This is a game where I don't want to say you fear because I think it's a great challenge for the 49ers to see what they're really made of, but you, what you fear are the, the hits that the quarterback's going to take. And uh, especially with the way that this offensive line is built right now. 
And so that's why I think it's going to be important. You got to move the pocket. You got to get him outside at times. You have to utilize his legs and his athletic ability. Then you have to utilize the quick passing game, get the ball out of your hands quickly. All of those things, a combination of those things to where it really sets off uh, different timing and different uh, setup points as far as the drop is concerned are going to be important to, uh, to hopefully uh, frustrate that pass rush from the Jacksonville Jaguars. They got to pay the man, don't they? They got to pay Jimmy G. I mean, that, you know, everyone talks uh, yeah, about the no. you know, off-season priorities, you know, and and certainly, you know, they can they could wrap him up for two years by just placing the franchise tag on him. But I, I would think that number one at the yeah. list is just to to not have that looming over their heads. Just get right. something done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, hey, if you can't see the talent in just what you've seen in three weeks, then you're blind. I think you see everything that you would hope for and probably more than what you expected. I mean, I think like th- this, this young man is, is showcasing ability that can be locked in for a long time for this 49er franchise. I mean, he's not just getting lucky out there on the field. He is showcasing everything that you want to see in the quarterback. And plus he's got extra things that we have not seen yet. He's got the ability to extend plays. He's got the ability to be athletic out there on the field, but he shows great pocket presence, great awareness, uh, great timing. He's very, uh, he's flawless in his, in his mechanics. Uh, So many things that you want to see in a quarterback, he brings to the table. And more than any of that is that he's showcasing the leadership ability where the locker room gravitates toward him has supported him, has shown to believe in him, and now raising their own level of expectation in themselves because of what he brings to the table. I uh, to say you got to lock it in for five years and and uh, build around him and, and not even worry about it anymore. Yeah, so it's a, it's a festive atmosphere now around the 49ers, and uh, they return to action on Christmas Eve against the Jacksonville Jaguars and Jeff Garcia will be out there and I'll be out there. And Jeff, I want to wish you and your family a very happy holidays. And uh, yeah, we'll see you out there at Levi stadium. Appreciate it, Matt. You too, man. Wish you guys great holiday season, all the fans out there. We'll see you next Sunday. The 49ers insider podcast on NBC sports Bay area.com. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.